you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Spooky Stuff Radio. I am your host, Alex Matsuo. And I am so excited to be back. Uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind uh, the past uh, the past month. Um, November has kind of been the spend every weekend in New England month. Um, the first weekend of November, I was in Concord, Massachusetts, which is not very far from Boston. And uh, I was there for Mass Paracon, and Mass Paracon is uh, ran by Sam Baltrusis. Uh, you may know him from several books about hauntings in Salem and Boston. Uh, he was also on a couple of TV shows. Uh, he was also in the Lizzie Borden Shock Doc. Uh, if you if you watch that, he was the medium that came on site. And yeah, I mean, so I did Mass Paracon with his group. And I had a blast. I mean, it was it was a it was a small attendance group, but that is totally okay because, you know, everybody there was very active and engaged, and all the attendees were readers, which was really nice. Even though I, you know, didn't expect a lot in terms of book sales, I was pleasantly surprised, and I almost broke even for the trip. So that's fantastic by itself. And then this past weekend, I found myself back in New England. Uh, in case if you're wondering, the first weekend of November, I drove up to Concord, Massachusetts. And then this past weekend, I took a plane and flew. I have to say, after driving up there and back, and then also taking a plane and back, I have to admit, I prefer to fly. <laughs> I absolutely prefer to fly. Um, what I did was I flew and then I rented a car because, uh, you know, you definitely need some sort of car because because the reason why I rented the car in the first place was because on Saturday I headed up to Fall River Massachusetts and if anyone knows Fall River is where the Lizzie Borden house is and that's where I spent the night with the ladies and people from the feminine macabre the feminine macabre is a anthology that is curated by Amanda Woomer from Spook Eats, and it features pieces from women and non-binary contributors. There's theories about hauntings, there's things about witchcraft and tarot, um, ghost theory, all that wonderful stuff in the Feminine Macabre. There are four volumes so far, and there's going to be a number five released uh, in 2023. I'm hoping it's funny because I'm in volume one, I'm in volume three, and hopefully I'll be in volume five. So I guess um, I'm all for the, the odd numbers with the feminine macabre. And 
so Amanda, back in March, decided, you know, she wanted to plan like a feminine macabre treat or some sort of, some sort of just, you know, get together for all the writers, uh, as many as possible who could attend from the feminine macabre. And she booked the entire Lizzie Borden house. And, you know, we all sent her money and all that good stuff. And yeah, we spent the evening, we spent the night at the Lizzie Borden house. And then the next day, we all drove about an hour and a half-ish up back up north towards Boston and we went to Salem together. So uh, what this episode is going to be all about is pretty much all about this past weekend because <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. There's a lot of things that happened. So I personally have never been to the Lizzie Borden house. It has been one of those places that's been on my wish list for years. But the Lizzie Borden house is also really expensive to visit. Uh, you know, rooms could go for like 200, 300 bucks. Um, and it's expensive. It's really expensive. And uh, with the new owners now, granted, I, you know, the new owners have been doing a great job with it. I will say owners of the Lizzie Borden house, us ghost adventures. If you're listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for putting that amazing mattress in the, in, in the bedroom. Holy cow. Y'all, I shouldn't have, but I probably got some of the best sleep I've ever had at the Lizzie Borden house where it's haunted and this horrific murder took place. I slept like a baby. Like, it was amazing. And usually these historic, you know, bed and breakfasts, historic hotels, like, they'll have these mattresses that are really hard and not very comfortable. And, you know, it's just not, like, something you look forward to. It's like, you don't look forward to sleeping. It's one, it's one of those things. So, the Lizzie Borden House mattresses, they're amazing. So comfortable. Anyway, Let's talk about the activities. So what we did, uh, so there was about 14 of us overall in the house. And the, the thing about the Lizzie Borden house is if you were staying at the bed and breakfast and you don't know the other occupants, you know, you may be kind of sort of sharing a room with some people, which I know can get a little like, oh, that's weird. Um, so it can make investigating really difficult. But in this case, since there was like 14 of us, we had the entire house to ourselves, which was really awesome. Uh, some people did go to bed a little early, so we weren't able to really investigate fully. But honestly, like just five minutes in the Lizzie Borden house, and I was like so happy. So we started off doing a seance in the dining room. And... You know, there were some interesting things that happened. A couple of um, noises we couldn't quite explain. There was a, I think it was a REM pod or a motion detector that went off by the front door when nobody was there. I thought that was interesting. And I kept sensing that there was somebody over by the front door. Again, that's interesting. We can't quite, we don't quite know why that is or how that happens. And yeah, it was just something really just, huh, you know, it happened and it was like, okay, well, that's, well, that's, that's okay. That's, that's the thing that happened. Um, <laughs> so then we decided to have a few of us, well, not just a few, but several of us down um, doing the, doing the Estes method, Estes, um, however you say it. And, um, 
Yeah. So, you know, I decided to go under because anytime I have a chance to go down for the Estes, I will, um, because I'm really interested in how it works. And, you know, just trying to figure out exactly what's going on there with the Estes method. It's one of those really complicated, well, not really complicated, but, you know, there's some people who think that the Estes method actually sends you into a trance and that anything you're hearing isn't actually going through the radio waves. Um, and I guess actually really quick, just to give people a recap of, as to how the Estes method works, is that the Estes method, you're you have somebody who's under, so to speak, and they're listening to the spirit box and uh you know so the spirit box as i think probably we all know by now is a radio sweep and sometimes you do get some false positives coming through especially when you know you can hear the question that's being asked and you know it will essentially prime somebody to you know to essentially listen you know listen to you know, what's being said, but unfortunately, because that bias is there, it's really hard to take these answers seriously. So with the Estes method, it's supposed to alleviate that that issue of not being quite able to, you know, so with the Estes method, the person who is under, they have noise-canceling headphones on, and they have a blindfold. So they are essentially just, you know, their, their eyes are covered, their ears are covered, and they are essentially just kind of hanging out and listening to the spirit box and repeating what they are saying. Now, because the person who is under can't hear or see the conversation that's going on, if there happens to be an answer that is contextual, then that, that could be quite compelling. Um, it could be quite interesting and quite compelling. I had some interesting experiences using the Estes method. It's one of those things where when, when something happens, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt and you need to investigate it and really dive into, really dive deep and dive into the phenomena that's being reported and what's going on and how it makes sense to the location. So when we were at the Lizzie Borden house doing this little seance, you know, I was under the Estes method, and there was, I believe, two others also under. And, you know, for me, it sounded like word salad. I'll just be honest. You know, a lot of times when I'm doing this, I can't hear or, or understand what the other investigators are saying. So I'm just kind of just going off of what I'm, you know, hearing through the radio, whether that is me being put under a trance or being put under a hypnosis. I'm not sure. Um so I haven't I haven't listened to the recording yet. That is on my list to do. Um, listen and watch the recording because I'm interested in seeing like how the other responses from everyone made make sense. Uh, according to Amanda and a couple of others in our group, she said that you know you have to listen to the recording because it'll make more sense. Um, so we did the Estes method in the dining room, and then I also did the Estes method in what is known as the John Morse room. This is the room where the body of Abby Borden was found. So I sat in the spot where Abby's body was found, and I did an Estes method. And I will say, I will say that, um, sorry, y'all, I, I saw something burning for a moment be the heater <laughs> i hope it's the heater uh, but i will say that there 
There are some spots around the Lizzie Borden house that do have a much heavier and oppressive feeling to them. And I don't know why. I mean, granted, I did go in there with a bias because I already knew what was happening. I already knew what happened at the house. I already knew about the horrific murder that occurred to Andrew and Abby Borden. You know, I'm I'm already very much familiar with that. So immediately, you know, I could say, well, the spooky, ooky feelings I was getting were was actually from, um, you know, just, just from knowing what happened there. Um, and also, I'm not 100% sure if who we are addressing or who we were talking to at the Lizzie Borden house was actually the Bordens. Um, I know there's some heavy speculation and, and um, strong belief that Abby and Andrew are still at their house. Um, I don't believe that Lizbeth, Lizzie Borden, I call her Elizabeth because that's her preferred name. I don't I don't think Elizabeth is is still there. If if Elizabeth was anywhere, she would be at Maplecroft, which is the house that she lived in after she was acquitted of Andrew and Abby's murder. Um she wanted that really nice house on the hill. Uh she really wanted to live in the in the comfort and wealth that she felt that she was, you know, entitled to. So, um, yeah, so, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, if Lizzie was anywhere, I would say she'd be at Maplecroft. Now, Maplecroft is no longer available as a, as a, as like a business, not as, not as a bed and breakfast anymore. Um, The people who purchased Maplecroft, they are going to be keeping it as a single family home, which, you know, fair i mean that's it's a nice house i think when it sold it sold for a couple million i mean it was fairly significant um so it was uh you know it's quite quite interesting um anyway so i'm not 100 percent sure if what we were encountering was actually lizzie or aunt elizabeth andrew abby emma her sister i, I i'm not i'm not quite sure uh I hope that none of them are there. I'll just be perfectly honest. I hope really none of them are there and they've all moved on and they're resting peacefully and, you know, just living their best afterlife. Um, but I will say that I think there could really could be something there uh, or maybe a few things there. It's hard. It's hard to really tell because it's such a, it's such a beautiful house, and there's so much complexity to it. But anyway, that's just a little bit of food for thought there on my thoughts about the Lizzie Borden house. Like I said, I, I had an amazing sleep there, but I think a lot of it was because the mattresses were amazing. Um, it was a really nice, it was a really nice bed. Um, what can I say? It was a wonderful bed. Anyway, Oh wait, I'm sorry. The the house sold for about seven hundred thousand. Man, really? Wow. So, yes, private residence now. Um. Gosh, I would love to have that. Anyway, so let's move on. After we are done at the Lizzie Borden house, the next day we um, we moved on to Salem, Massachusetts. Now I haven't been back to Salem since I went there in eighth grade. I'm not even kidding. The last time I was in Salem, Massachusetts was May of the year 2000. Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah. I went to, I went to Washington, DC, Gettysburg, Salem, Lexington and Concord, Boston, you know, all those places. 
excuse me. Ah, oh, goodness. I went to these places for my eighth grade trip. That was like the big trip that all the eighth graders went every year. Um, you know, it's that trip that everybody wants to be a part of. Uh, it's kind of funny because now, like 22 years later, I live in, I live, I live there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I hadn't been back to Salem since eighth grade. And one of the agenda items that Amanda had on the itinerary was the Salem Witch Museum. And I was like, oh, heck yeah, I definitely want to experience that again. Because, you know, I'll be honest, I, I remembered some bits and pieces of the presentation at the Salem Witch Museum, but I didn't remember everything. <laughs> uh, let me just say that the presentation at the Salem Witch Museum has not changed since I was 14 years old. I'm not even kidding. Um, you know, you have these like statues or these figures. It's almost like a really like messed up Chuck E. Cheese a little bit, except the animatronics don't move. They're just, it's all like lighting and everything. Um, they haven't been updated at all, and neither has the presentation. Now, I will say that the Salem Witch Museum did add on a new exhibit, a brand new presentation to cover like modern witchcraft today and um, talking about the different types of modern witch hunts that have happened over the course of American history, you know, like communism in the McCarthy era, um, Japanese American internment, uh, all those, those sorts of things. And, you know, as somebody who is part Japanese, I did appreciate the, you know, the acknowledgement of the injustices that were committed against Japanese Americans in the 1940s, uh, you know, when they were sent to the internment camps during World War II. And the only crime, quote unquote, crime that these people committed was that they were Japanese. Um, so I really appreciated that acknowledgement. Um, but otherwise, I mean, it's it's kind of funny because that presentation at the museum, you know, the big Salem Witch presentation, I guess it's good. It's still good history. There's still good history to it. So, you know, if you're bringing someone who's visiting Salem for the first time or it's your first time visiting Salem, then, you know, that's that's something that's, you know, that's something that, you know, that they could do. Um, they could definitely they could definitely do that and get a good, like, introduction to the history and all that good stuff. All right. Uh, so then after we, after we did that, after we did like the Salem Witch Museum thing, we ended up moving on to, uh, we, well, we were going, we went to the Salem Witch Board Museum, which was amazing. Holy cow. Um, but we did go visit its point or the old burying ground. Um, there is a, um, oh, what you want to call it? There, there is a, um, oh my goodness, why am I totally blanking on this? Um, so there, there is a, um, Salem Witch Board Museum that we visited, but, um, but there's a Salem, um, there's a memorial to the one, to the people that were hanged during the Salem Witch Trials, um, which is right next to the cemetery. Uh, now it is important to note that it was raining really hard, well, not really hard, but it was cold and it was raining uh, while we were in Salem. So it did make the visit a little more complicated um, because, you know, it was raining. And if someone's trying to stay dry, then it's not quite as easy. And I didn't have an umbrella. I had to buy a sweatshirt uh, to stay even warmer than what I had brought because I just brought a denim jacket. And, oh, my gosh, it was supposed to stop raining at 11, but it didn't stop raining until 2. 
and we went to a cemetery and I visited the Salem Witch uh, Memorial. So it was one of those like, whew, there's a lot going on here. Uh, and then we went to the we went to the Witchboard Museum, which I highly recommend. Um, if you're familiar with Robert Murch or Murch from the Talking Board Historical Society, he gave a lot of his collection to John, who runs the Salem Witchboard Museum. Um, gosh, there's there's boards there from the last couple centuries. It what I was in heaven. I mean, if you've been following me for very long for a very long for a while, um, you probably know that I love Ouija boards. Um, I love Ouija boards. I want to collect them. I want to get more of them. And it's just you know it's a good it's a good time. It's it's a good time. It was, gosh, this place was just so like oh, so good. Um, it was just so good. And that was probably one of my favorite things from from the from the trip. And then we went to the Ropes Mansion. If you are familiar with the movie Hocus Pocus, the Ropes Mansion is Allison's house. Um, that's what they use for Allison's house. So, you know, really nice house. Um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was fun. And then we went to Turner's Seafood and Steak after, and I highly recommend the Lobster Bisque if you go there. Uh, apparently, there's also some paranormal activity over there because I, Amanda was telling me how she went and ordered food, and she wrote up about the hauntings, and I definitely want to do a little bit of a deeper dive into that because I didn't really know the story. Um, I was just happy to be in Salem. So, <laughs> Oh, and I did go to Jody B. Bake. Um, that is a vegan uh, bakery, and I got myself a delightful lemon poppy seed muffin with some Irish tea um, with oat milk, and it was amazing. I, I, I'm not vegan by lifestyle, but I will eat vegan food um, on more than one occasion because, you know, I just feel really good after I eat it. So, um, but yeah, Salem has a lot going on. I did walk by this, the... Um, uh, the Salem Witch House, which I didn't, I didn't get a chance to go in, but I did walk by it, and that is the place where Zach Bagans and his crew did investigate for ghost adventures. So it was definitely a, um, you know, definitely, definitely a, definitely a fun place to visit. I would love to go back. Um, I didn't get a chance to visit the House of the Seven Gables. That was something that I was like really wanting to go to. I also wanted to go to John Proctor's house as well as Proctor's Ledge. Um, the crazy thing about Proctor's Ledge is that's where they believe that the hangings actually took place during the Salem Witch Trials. Um, and today there's a Walgreens there and there's some houses um, that are on the ledge, which, you know, if I was living there and I found out like, oh, this is where, you know, the Salem witches, the people who were accused of witchcraft were hanged. And yeah, huh? I mean, I know for me, you know, I'd be fine with it. But, you know, someone who may not be as into the spooky stuff, they might be like, oh, I don't know about that. So, um, but yeah, it's just kind of crazy, though, like now there's a Walgreens like right in front of it. So I, you know, uh, you know. Salem is one of those places I I fell in love with it when I was you know there in eighth grade and I was back and man there was a lot I didn't remember I'm gonna I need I've made it my goal to find my scrapbook from my eighth grade trip 
so that I can go back to those pictures and see like what exactly what pictures I took and everything because there's a lot I don't remember and I had the same feeling when I went to Lexington and Concord um you know there was a lot of stuff that I remember there was like more trees or I remember like it wasn't as busy and granted the landscape could have changed since you know since I was there um yeah so it was definitely it's definitely one of those places where um you definitely have to go more than once i mean we didn't we we didn't you know have we had some time on Sunday, but you know we didn't have a lot of time um I'm really glad that Amanda put together the activities that she did because I don't think I would have been able to hit most of that if I was just doing this on my own. Um, so big props to Amanda at the fem- and the Feminine Macabre for all of that. That is amazing. Um, yeah, so definitely, definitely something, definitely something to do. Something, definitely something to check out. So yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much it, everybody. Um, I definitely want to go back to Salem, not in October because it is crazy busy in October and that's something that we all don't want to deal with. Um, but yeah, this was this was such a fun trip and I'm so glad that once again, I'm glad that Amanda you know, planned it. I definitely want to go back. Actually, I would love to try to do some investigations there as well because um Yeah, I de- I definitely know it's one of those places where I want to go back and I want to um I just, I just want to check it out. I want I want to check it out and really give it the time that it deserves and take a moment to remember, you know, the the 19 people who were executed for being something that they weren't. Um, you know, because people suck and mainly the Putnams suck. And if you're a descendant of the Putnams, Sorry, sorry that your ancestors suck. Um, do better, <laughs> and I'm sure most of you are. Um, anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up tonight's show. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to this recap of, you know, investigating the Lizzie Borden house and going to Salem for the day. I will be back next Tuesday with another show, about 25 minutes long. Next, I believe it's live paranormal radio or paranormal spotlight radio, whatever Nikki and and Rob are calling it these days. Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.